If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? You are now listening to the Enter VR podcast. I'm Chris Miranda, your host, and today I'm speaking with Godfrey Meyer. Godfrey is pioneering something really interesting, honestly, and it's it's hard to put my mind around it. And it's honestly, it's hard to give you a proper introdo it justice <laughs> because it's really dope. It's really, but it's hard to explain <laughs> um, because it's just it's it's not um it's not it's not it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. To be honest with you. So with that being said, Godfrey, thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you, Chris, man. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate the kind words and appreciate all that, man. It's crazy, this virtual reality medium that we have access to and what's possible. I mean, you just start off with something simple and next thing you know, it's turning into a whole other life of its own. Yeah, you know? t- tell me about yourself because how – so basically, like uh, my, my friend Adam J told, uh, showed me a link of this like virtual reality music video, yeah. and I and I was like, all right, I go through the link and I just see and I start like hearing some really funky music, and I start <laughs> seeing some like my some of my VR chat friends dancing in there, and yeah. it's like and it's the the production quality of it was like it reminded me of like um two early two thousands Backstreet Boys. Yeah, Usher meets like don't like that like very pr- high quality production value with cameras on, on yeah. gimbals and like on rollers and stuff like that was like I was like oh my god oh my god you, we can do this now this was a nice and so and so I feel like um you're pushing the envelope here I, and I want to know nice. more about it like how did you get into it like what's the origin story I guess we should start there let's start with the origin story how did this all this whole thing get started Sure thing, man. I mean, so I went to school in uh, in Full Sail in Orlando, so and I've always been around production, always been interested in production, and I went to school for audio engineering, so I got trained in, you know, uh, figuring out signal flows, inputs, outputs, you know, and how to mix and master records, and I got most of my experience um, in, like, the live broadcast area, working for PBS after I got out of school for a little bit. I worked for them doing live audio for this thing called the My Music Series, where they would bring back all these bands from back in the day put them on stage, and then I got to basically go to all these shows and run audio cables and look at all the lights and see all the camera cranes and all the gimbals, and I, I was really, it really made an impression on me. At the time, I didn't realize it, because I was about six or so years, six, seven years ago, but, you know, over time, I was doing the music thing, I've been writing a bunch of music for uh, for television, you know, so... I, and I do, I've been a YouTuber and a content creator and I started painting. And long story short, I got onto all these arts and things and I eventually found my way down this path of unity, which is like where everything comes together. You know, you got your audio, your video, your music, your, um, your logic, your interaction. And then I got a, I got an Oculus Rift and I ended up finding VR chat when there was about 30 or 40, 50 users in there at any given time. And I, you know, I met VR pill and Ron and these guys, and I started going to these developer meetups and I saw Gunter, uh, do Gunter's universe and Gunter's universe is a show that, you know, is like one of the mo- most popular VR, like talk shows in VR chat. And he's been doing it for years, you know? So I met Gunter and he, that blew my mind away. So seeing what Gunter did with the cameras at the time broadcasting, I was like, okay, 
this is a real this is this is this is it you know what i mean and i'm like this is where this is where the production has to go down because it, it it's cheaper you know you can people can come from all around the world it's easier to meet it's all these good things that make it make it accessible for people that normally don't have access to these production rooms you know so i was like i'm a music i'm a music dude and i'm a producer so i thought maybe i'll make a maybe i'll make a music studio on vr chat so i started off making this little music studio room and then eventually the ideas kept throwing around and people wanted uh they wanted to take pictures of their avatars people started doing more and more content everyone started streaming and i realized that the perspective of our camera in game is very is very limited you know what i mean so gunter showed me how to record with a xbox controller in the game early on he's like you can get a smoother motion with a controller and that really inspired me i was like all right well if we can get smoother motion with that let's let's make custom cameras let's go all let's make let's let's make a little green screen and a, uh you know a white screen white screen, black screen, blue screen, and make all the switches. So I whipped up the first version of the studio, which was just a green screen, a white screen, and about five cameras or so, and a handheld camera, which we made, uh, made it pick up a ball. And then we shot the first video. Um, it was um, Good Vibes, it was. And then it was crazy, man. It was like mind-blowing at the time that we were able to all meet up in the studio, get together, shoot like on set, and then... I, and then I just took it back to the editing suite, and there I'm really familiar with cutting together productions, and I've been editing for a really long time, so I was able to kind of just throw it together like a music video. But but as we progressed and we did like the more complicated videos, I started realizing we needed you know camera cranes, fully intricate, full like full shots, uh, like music videos with like one extended long shot. And then we're, I, I was trying to like push it one step further further each time, and trying to come up with unique. Um, new storyboards and angles and it's been a huge learning experience for me really to like be a part of all this stuff man i've learned so much and it's it's just there's so much more you know that's that's yet to be explored with this whole way of storytelling you know yeah how how did you how did you get involved how did you find out about vr in the first place like how was that like Uh, what was that moment like so i found out about vr through a guy named um Artist 3D. Artist 3D, he he put me on it because I, I, I was on Facebook about two years ago posting all these 360 videos. I would render out 360 videos from Cinema 4D because I'm a motion graphics guy, and that's how I make some of my income. I do freelance graphics and websites and stuff. So I'm doing, some, I'm doing this everyday thing um, that we do in motion graphics where we post something every day, and we just make something, post it. And he saw me doing those, and I was—I did about 250 360 videos when 360 videos first came out, and nobody was doing them. I just started going crazy, and I did about 250 of them. So he—he he was viewing them in Oculus, I think, in the Oculus Dev Kit, you know, or one of the the early ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so he's like, "Hey, man," he's like, "Do you even know what you're making?" He's like, "We're using, we're we're checking out your virtual worlds, and are you do you have a headset?" And I was like, "No, I'm just making these." you know from a sphere you know i'm rendering a texture and baking out a s- animation and he's like you got it he's like if you're gonna be making virtual worlds you gotta get a headset so he like convinced me to try out the cardboard then it, i was like this is cool this is cool then he's like you got to get the real thing you got to get in there he told me about his background such a nice dude became a mentor of mine a really good friend and then convinced me to get one got one and it was pretty much a wrap At, right when i got it, i was blown i was blown away be, to be able to to be able to create inside the 3D space has just completely changed because I've been painting on 2D mediums for like years and years, and then it just goes into a three, you know, into 3D space, and it just it just became clear that that 
that that is how every, like everything is going to be easier when you get to see it in three dimensions, you know, and build all that, everything about it. Yeah. yeah so, I, I, you know, I wonder in terms of like, um, what, what did you see in VR that others didn't? And specifically, like, um, I wonder in, in a, in a community of artists in, in the spectrum of, of that audience, like, what, is, uh, what side of that spectrum will say, like, hey, VR is fucking dope. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use it. And what side will say, no, not for me. Like, how, right. what is, what is, what is going on in the mind of those, those artists, those, those people, um, when they, when they, when they choose which side to go on? <laughs> Well, I guess it's it, it's it's playful because it's like, you know, inside VR, first of all, you can be whatever you want to be, right? And you can define a character, and by being able to create a narrative that doesn't exist, and a creative, you know, imaginative narrative, and then be able to, to personify that, and then become that character, and then become, a, you know, like to be able to put out content as that character, to be able to, like, break down those barriers of, you know, racism and uh you know gender and all this stuff it all goes away in vr when you become uh you know an alien robot you know what i mean so it's like all that all that breaks down i think and that was really i think i think that's one of the most enticing people enticing things for artists as far as vr goes because in here we can create whole worlds we can be whatever we want i mean we can create a whole story around that and then that evolves and turns into whole communities and i i, I particularly saw it man when, when the a couple of people started like putting up YouTube videos, and it was getting wild, getting crazy. And I had a, I saw in uh, I think it's in Japan they have those the, the um, fully AI musicians and stuff. You know what I mean? They're like AI musicians and everything. Mm-hmm. So I, like I got inspired by seeing what they're doing out there and what what was going on in here. And I'm like, this is like, this is the ultimate like cartoon content platform it's like the ultimate way to create a cartoon live so to me i was always looking at it like this like we're all cartoon characters in there and we're all you know we log in to this cartoon world and in there we can define the story in any existence we want so it's so cr- it's so crazy to see how many people have gone different ways you know like one instance is kimple for instance kimple's a uh, robot cat in vr chat has been around earlier than i was there and she's like doing so many awesome things like she she does streaming but she streams as her character so let's people stream with a webcam she streams vr chat as her character playing other games not just vr chat but fully embodies her whole character and that, that was that's super inspiring and i think um there's two sides of it the other side of it like you said is it seems to be bringing people um closer you know what I mean, and let and let people open up more socially, and it's it's helping people who have not a lot of access to talk to other people. You know what I mean, people that might have no other means to really open up, and people can you know use the medium to talk to people. Really, you know what I mean. And the other side is when you get, you know, when you do create a persona for yourself. You know what I mean. In ways, it kind of makes your in your IRL persona feel a little bit lackluster when inside these this video game world you can be whatever you want and you can do it you know what i mean you can create all these these fantasies so then i could see it being stressful you know on a lot of people as the years go by embodying a character and then like you know living your normal life and like that whole battle between like going back to reality going to work showing up doing your job and then like leaving that and then going into virtual reality and like the draw of wanting to go back in there and and you know create but what's interesting is some people have turned that into their careers you know what i mean a lot of people actually yeah just crazy 
Yeah, and so, I, I, I was I was wondering about that. Like, I was like, um, w- at what point? Uh, and I want to get your sort of your perspective on what the current state of the industry looks like from your perspective. Like, what does it look like to be? What does it mean? And what does it look like to be in VR from from your perspective as an artist, as a content creator, specifically using VR chat? And like, and the other thing that I was super impressed by was the way you're able to grow a thriving Discord community. Like, holy shit, dude! That's Thanks. that's a that Thanks, was Thanks. that's amazing, and I and I'm not surprised. You like you come across as super genuine, and like that stuff is like that is the currency of the internet. <laughs> if you're like a genuine, like honest yeah. person, and so I'm Thanks, not man. surprised. That's really good. But like, I just want to go deeper in, in terms of like what is what is what yeah. are your current thoughts on the on the on the state of, on the state of virtual reality for for people like you in your position? Well, currently it's it's right on the cusp of of getting really diverse and competitive like we saw i think we saw the first stage of like the the big players come out and cause the big waves now that it's stabilized a little bit everyone's kind of waiting for the next thing and i personally believe that i think that ar and xr are going to make a big push to like try to try to take a lot of the market share and it's like you have the vr headsets and all that stuff lowering in price so i think this christmas we're going to see the first wide well not the first but it's going to be even more widespread uh for consumers you know what i mean to have access to these to this to these tools you know most people are still like it's still way out of reach they don't understand i haven't even been in it other than in a little demo or something i mean i think we're right there and and this this like this Christmas is going to define a lot of uh, direction on which way the industry is going to go. Like you know, if the, if more people want like mobile type type VR VR that can run off of like basically untethered off of a computer, we're going to see the see how that works with the with the you know the Go and the new one they made. Um, and then there's the other ones like the newer higher higher resolution ones like the Pimax and the other ones and the uh, Leap Motion is now basically putting out a like money and grants for developers so i I see like this uh ar coming in like really strong right now and a lot of companies are going to start funding that side of it and i see vr basically starting to merge with xr so you'll have like vr worlds but they'll be like the xr version of that world right or you'll have like you'll have two versions kind of like a website and you have like the mobile website i think it's going to be the same thing vr version fully immersed and then you have the xr version which is like a holographic version that you could see like in your your actual space you know and then i think um as far as like production goes what i'm doing it's just gonna get super crazy of how how much more cool and amazing art and stuff is gonna get made that we haven't even seen yet because we did some art galleries in vr chat and that was mind-blowing where the art was coming out of the wall and all this stuff and i think like where the industry is it needs it needs something and like it needs it needs something big to happen, and I personally think it's going to be musicians, like the major musicians, coming into VR chat and and doing more shows and like more uh, people, like like basically we need infl- like let the whole underground indie community know that VR is a place that they can come build a studio and shoot music videos. Because if the whole production community knew about it, and like all the people who make music videos right now with a camera and going out and renting locations all this stuff a lot of those people need to come into vr and experience this so i mean that's what my role kind of is i'm trying to show people in in music industry that like this is like our our chance to really come in here and define a whole new way to do the way to publish distribute 
music and music videos and even perform it in virtual reality. But the audio is what's mainly the problem right now. Audio sync is always an issue in this thing, performing mm-hmm. over the internet, audio and stuff. So it's we're like I think we're right there in the cusp of, of something like just great happening for it. There's a company called the Wave VR, and they're doing performances on a, on a large scale, and, and they're doing great, man. They're like one of the main references I have for this type of music performance thing in VR. Like those guys are doing awesome. Mm-hmm. VR chat, it's a little different because it's more like an indie based arena, and you, you know it's like the no, it's no budget for most of the people working in there. But I think if a few big players came in, like maybe Dead Mouse did a couple shows in there or something. I think it would inspire tons and tons of DJs and musicians and mad people to come in there and then that would just be another another you know buzz and it wouldn't be based off of a of something popular like say the Knuckles meme which was amazing in itself some people say because of the Knuckles meme it drove they actually ran out of sales of head units out in other countries and stuff so the power of a meme the power of music I'm not sure what it's going to be but I know that it's not going anywhere and I think they need a untether it and we need to use uh terminals i think cloud like cloud services and like the ai stuff is going to get really intense in the next couple years and i think eventually where it's going to go is we don't have to have you know storage we just process it in the cloud so we have access through our glasses or our headsets but really we don't have to worry about buying a new graphics card because they're pre-processing everything on somewhere else and serving you like a really high bit rate stream you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so that's where I see it going, but that might be kind of far off because it's like first they have to first they have to make it practical and useful for a consumer. The me, the only way that that seems useful is to get it in the hands of the you know the content creators, make virtual like give them a studio to go in and give them reusable uh, software, things that do more than just you go into one space in VR. You're there for like 20 minutes and you learn the whole space. You do the game, no replay value. You know, it's like you got to make experiences that create tools, like full applications that help people create content, like Tilt Brush is an example, uh, Google Blocks, you know, all this, all these companies that make these programs, like Quill and Medium, you know what I mean? Like all these types of apps, more, more audio apps need to be made. We need a full DAW where we can mix music completely by DigiDesign Pro Tools in there. We need like, Everything we're doing in Photoshop to be virtualized. We need everything we're doing in our environments that we normally are comfortable in to have a VR mode. And if all these majors in the industry don't really adopt it, then it's just going to keep taking longer and longer. And you got people like me trying to make make this stuff in VR chat. But I feel like the majors could come in and start giving us some some really robust editing tools if they don't already have them already. And I'm just just spitting it and they're already working on it right now you know what i mean how receptive is the music industry to these new ideas of like using virtual reality to like cut down on costs to produce music videos like yeah yeah i wonder like have you had conversations with like artists or producers or like executives and like what are the what do they think do they i do i talked i've talked to a bunch of them most of them that most of the publishers I worked with, who I send music to, who get my stuff like into catalogs for television, they they think VR is the future. They're like that. It's crazy streaming, especially because a lot of the music is going to streaming and everything, and then that is going to be streamed right to VR headsets. So they're listening as far as, but they don't really know. They're waiting for like you know the numbers and the proof to to move on with it, right? And then the artists themselves. They love it. They the, the artists are like, wow, this is crazy. As soon as you put an artist in here, they're like, this is amazing. They they're always floored, but where it breaks down is getting these artists 3D scanned 
and then made into avatars. So I know two artists right now that want to shoot a music video, but I haven't had someone actually been able to like step up and get the avatar made. A lot of people said, yeah, yeah, I'm sure I can help. I can help. But really getting someone to make an avatar on the level of like an industry artist, make it look really good for production. You know what I mean? It's it's not an easy task. I don't expect anybody to do it for free. So we're stuck kind of like in this, this thing where most of the majors don't even have avatars. They don't have a version of themselves that they can be. So they probably come into these virtual worlds as anonymous users and just walk around like a normal user and they get the first impression of, wow, this is crazy. And they don't see, they don't see the potential off of the first impression. You know, you have to dig deeper and meet certain community communities and developers and producers to actually see the side that that's taking advantage of these environments in a, in a practical sense. You know what I mean? Like we shot podcasts, we did live broadcasts with Team Five and those guys. Like we we were reaching so many people on Twitch, and like all those rooms were based on the camera system, being able to switch the cameras live, and just just kind of use this new space to do to do something fresh. You know, and it's like they'll eventually get it, but you got to put them in there. You got to like put them in VR. You know, what I mean, because they don't get it till they put the thing in their head. You know, they just think it's a they just think it's a like just a video game, and there's no use. But there's so much more. Yeah. And you know, and you, when you when you show, I feel like a lot of a lot of people are like metrics driven. They want to see numbers. They're like, all right, well, like how many views are you getting, or how many subscribers do you have, or how many how many members in your Discord do you have? And I think you can you can you can play with numbers here to like to like use that to your advantage. You know, I, it's yeah. it's um it's 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 it sucks <laughs> that you have to like. Um, that it's like that it, that it, that it involves so much, but I feels like, yeah, I feel like you have something really interesting going on here, and it's and and I wonder like, was this something that came out of you, or was this something that you looked around you and you were like, no one's doing this, I'm gonna do it. Like, how did this how did this idea of VR music videos come about? Like, well, I shot, I did my first video I ever did like for money was one of my sisters she's a photographer and she did a wedding right so i did a couple of weddings for her <laughs> and like that i'll never do that again don't do a wedding video <laughs> it's, it's just because it's like it's like four hours of footage you know what i mean you gotta like and if you miss the shot of like the the kiss or something it's so stressful you know what i mean so i realized like well i well i learned how to edit then and i shot then i started shooting music videos from for just my instrumentals and stuff and i put out a bunch of a bunch of IRL music videos maybe I don't know seven years, five or six years ago and like they didn't do that well I got frustrated with the internet you know and I actually ended up like deleting all that stuff so maybe the internet has it somewhere but I had I had put out a bunch of videos before and like they just didn't really take off you know and then eventually we came down this new road and I'm like you know I, I want I, I know that the music video is the, the shortest form and the most compact version of everything I can possibly give somebody in one thing you know it's like i can give you music i can give you the video i can give you the artwork in the world i can give you the editing it's almost like if i had to make a demo reel for what i could do like the music video kind of embodies all of of everything i'm interested in so i just and i'm, I'm always i was always i always loved music videos since i was a little kid in mtv and i always i always loved like lighting and how they make these cool shots and i'm i was i'm extremely interested in in uh, VFX and you know special effects and I'm just a straight I'm a big geek man I love this stuff man and, and like I I just want to make art and make things and and like whenever I see anything that 
hasn't been tried before. I'm trying to jump. I'm trying to jump on that, like, and try it, test it, fail it, and and see where we can iterate it and what what make uses out of it. Like, I love everything about trying, like, you know, new technology. What is so I can't. That's awesome, and and sorry for interrupting. Did you want to finish you your thought? Okay, um, yeah, I, was, yeah I, I wanted to ask, what is your um, what's your grand vision for success? Like, what's uh, how will you like, how will you know? All right, I made it. <laughs> what's uh, <laughs> right. what are you? What, paint, uh, paint me a picture, perhaps. All right. Well, I mean, I guess that that's one. That's a picture that could probably never be, you know, painted completely. It could always kind of be interpreted. But I guess what we got. I would say if I can be in a position to help others um, face self-doubt and get out of, um, you know, these uh, these cycles that artists get stuck into, believing they're not good enough or they're not, um, you know, they just don't have access or, or no way or no or no resources or anything like that. Like I'll know I'm I'm successful if I'm able to, you know, cover my bare minimums and stuff and and take care of myself, my health, but then be able to be in good health and then help to spend my time like literally like finding other artists and helping other people. And I know if I could start changing other people's lives then that would make my life meaningful, you know what I mean? And I would feel, you know, needed and, and, and you know, I have a place in this whole existence somehow encouraging people to just, you know, to just do what they do, you know, whatever it is, if it's art, if it's painting, if it's, if it's whatever it is, you know, I'm trying to be in that realm and arts and, eventually make it down a road where i'll have a studio and i'll be able to make content full time and i'll have like i'll just have a really good group of people around me that encourage me that 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 you know i can thrive with and just you know have a good group of friends man it just makes awesome stuff for for the world to like to enjoy you know what i mean that's that would be awesome you know what i mean but also success could just be being happy with you know with just the regular things Wow, I love the, your perspective because here I am, an asshole, just trying to figure out like how do we monetize this thing? <laughs> how, do we, how do we get in here and be capitalist pigs all over this motherfucker? <laughs> I, and, but uh, no, I, but honestly, like that's I I uh, I think your your mentality, your 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 approach is super super dope i love it i mean yeah it, it's just uh it's just the positivity is like yeah who i would i would follow you down a very dark road just just Thanks, just man. because of the positivity you're emitting so yeah man it's but but i but i want to ask tough questions because i like you i want yes. you to succeed and and Thanks. and this is like this is where I, I i ask like you know to what degree do you consider yourself a business versus an artist and like how do you balance that out you know because Cause like right. you don't when you're too much of a business, then it's just cringy and it comes across and it's like and then you hate yourself. <laughs> but you have yeah. to do some of that, you know, because you want to survive, because you want to like be able to like get to the point where you can live off of it to to continue this self feeding cycle. Like I feel like that's the ultimate Definitely. goal for so many people. I mean, at least that's for me, you know. But but I but I but I wonder like how do you how do you stay genuine, stay honest? But also be somewhat business minded and like have a strategy, a plan going into this. Right. Well, I guess one way I guess I've been kind of dealing with it is it's uh, you know 
I'm doing everything my, by myself, so it's harder. It's harder for me to like get things done, you know, than say uh, like a business with say a whole team of people. So I'm I'm doing everything myself, and I've always been freelancing and always been kind of on my own. And I've worked for a lot of people in the past, you know, friends and, and whatnot, and people and companies. But in most cases, it would get to a point where you know my job would be done, or I'd build the website, or I'd do the advertising thing, or whatever it needs to be done to you know make the money. And then once that's like working. It's like, okay, what are you doing now that that's working and we're making money? You just like, we can't afford you anymore because now you're eating into the profits you helped make us. You know what I mean? So I think once I got like took advantage of enough times and, you know, I was like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to build, I'm going to build me. I'm going to build my, my brand because I know at the end of the day, like if I, if I put, if I build it and I put my name on it, then it's, it's, it's there. You know what I mean? And because I used to have a bunch of aliases and different names if I made music under, but now I realize if you put your name on it, and you kind of are forced to like have some uh, some form of moral compass. It is the internet, and we do get wild on here. But like, if you're putting you put your name on it, you know you gotta put your best. Is what I'm trying to say. You put your name on, it, do your best. You put you're putting this out, and then it got to a point where I noticed that um, I wasn't being consistent enough. You know what I mean? As far as a business sense and how to grow this as a business and monetize it and everything. I think it's about being consistent and building the brand. And then what I did is I opened up a, a merch shop. So I started selling clothes and I started selling T-shirts, hoodies. And uh, my brand is my name, Godfrey Meyer. And I signed on all my paintings. I put all my, all my work. And the way that this would be monetized in the future is that it would grow. A couple songs will will do really well, you know what I mean? And then hopefully, because of the way the music industry is, I can like do other things with this like uh i could maybe make apps i want to make uh, video games I'm, I'm a game developer like i'm just trying to like break out so that we, that we can diversify into other areas that use that, that the brand would would be good in you know what i mean it's kind of like a it, it's weird you see like you see like major rappers doing like a commercial for like oculus rift now you know and i mean it's weird how these cross-platform things happen and how how it actually really goes down but it's all about building you know a foundation and and all that first so it's like i don't when you do put the business to when you try to like charge everyone for every all like all your time or you charge for everything you're not you know you don't do any free art don't do any free pro bono work you don't do nothing it's really hard to move you know what i mean so at the beginning stages of 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 this internet thing you gotta you know shake and move and you gotta you gotta work with people and you gotta be willing to just open up a little bit i mean it's hard it's really hard for artists and freelancers because they always get the shit end of the stick you know what i'm saying but if you just like i think the consistency is what, what what's important here is if you like if you make something that's consistent so this new radio show the virtual reality radio is my attempt at maybe making it a little bit e- like making more content like twice a week putting up a video more often and then maybe remarketing my whole youtube page like and better because i can admit that i haven't I haven't been able to cover all the bases because, like, I'm working on Discord, then I'm doing a music video, then I'm doing this, then I'm building the world. Only and I'm, one man. Yeah. I understand right, so, 100%. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it basically breaks down. At some point, i got to go to sleep, and that's when the business starts to suffer. But, I mean, I, I had one idea that could possibly work, but it involved getting, like, a nice proposal together and getting maybe some type of advertiser involved to help me. That way, like, he can help me, like, advertise the stuff, you know, with whatever his invested interest is and i'd have to work with somebody on that and figure out what would be a good deal but like maybe you know an advertiser could get like a little bit of ad revenue on the or a certain percentage of ad revenue on something that they're gonna invest into right so that they have a long-term uh they have a long-term you know 
investment in what I do. So that, you know, what I mean, I haven't found that person who believes me like that. I haven't found the the guy who just has five thousand dollars to just put into advertising. But honestly, like anything in the internet, if you have good targeted advertising and you get it in front of the people that want to see it, that's really the only thing left in the equation that like has to happen. But I just I just can't afford it. You know what I mean? But it's like we can make that happen. It's just nothing but getting organized and continuing growth. And I, I think in about a year, it won't be so hard to to move around as much because it'll be a little bit more in demand. It's just in the stage where it's it's, it's got to grow. We got to water it and we got to nourish all this. You know what I mean? And we got to basically collaborate and be open to 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 working and working with people because that's I think that's that's how I'm doing it. I mean, it's it, it seems to keep me busy. I wouldn't say it's 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 like it's working at a fast lightning fast pace because like i said there's no budget behind it so we're going at the organic pace which mm-hmm. can it can go viral at any time but you know it's just really hard to rely on that and be like all right that's this is how i'm gonna live my life you know it's kind of volatile you know what i mean but yeah. it's it's worth it it's fun i love doing it it's like an awesome challenge and i'm like the only one i feel like within 100 miles in where i'm at in mississippi i'm in like some weird place in the south like there's no one around here with even virtual reality there's no there's nothing like that where i'm at so i feel like there's nobody in my area so i just go to the internet man this is where i find my my people my, <laughs> I, love <laughs> you know I, mean? I love it i love it i all right so i um a couple thoughts i have i i, I have in my mind while you're while you're, you're you're speaking i'm thinking to myself like you know, like it's you sound so much like me when I was trying to like figure out how to like. So I was I was I was going through like a. So I've been doing this podcast for like five years, and I, and and I've been going and I have my ups and downs, and I've taken some time off, and and I've wanted to sort of like diversify and like get into more Unity stuff or get into more like uh, three sixty stuff, and and I realized like that um that. What I needed to do was one realize that I had traction with podcasting, and 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 two double down on it. <laughs> right. I had to like yeah. I had to I doubled down on 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 podcasting, and I was like, well, I don't have too much time to blog, so fuck blogging, and yeah. I'm just gonna keep a Twitter, a SoundCloud. And I'm just gonna podcast and just go raw, just go wild, you know. Like nice, it's yeah. it, it and it, and I realized I was like, how do you choose your battles? Like how 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 do you know while at the same time being able to experiment? Because like, sure you don't sure you find out what works, but at the same time you want to throw like some some experiments on the side, you know? Like you like yeah. I I tried for example doing a Discord. Uh, and and yep. and um, I tr- or doing some community building that way, or or and, and or doing like more YouTube videos, but like, but not enough to distract me from my core, which is podcasting, sticking to what I'm, what I what I love and what I'm good at, and and I it, it's 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 a balance. I'm thinking like, how do you balance that? Like, right? Yeah. Well, I guess I'm probably the most unbalanced. <laughs> tool instrument in this universe i'm probably like that one tool it's like it's changing all the it's changing all the time but i guess the one focus that i could see in everything is music has always been the been the the glue or the connection and the, the catalyst to everything i would always like whenever i don't know what to do and i'm like everything has failed what do i do i go i literally go right back to the beat machine and, and write a new song because i know that 
a song can turn into a visual. A song can convey the emotion. A song can turn into a whole TV show. It can it can be a background theme song on a TV show. It could be it could inspire a whole movie. If the music is so powerful to me, and it's like my first, it's my it's my first love. So like that's really, I let the music kind of like, kind of guide me so, so like you know a lot of things will happen in your life a lot of people get stressed out trying to network and find all these people what i like to do is i like to just make a piece of art every day right that way in the morning i wake up and i make a piece of art and that usually that piece of art in like that hour of me listening to some some music whatever it is you know i'll put on some music i'll make a piece of art that that piece of art kind of it doesn't dictate my day, but I'll learn something about it. Cause I, I, I do abstract art and I just paint, I paint wild stuff, but then halfway through that piece, maybe I'll get inspired, you know, to like do something. And then I just, I just, you know, maybe I'm not as active. Maybe I'm realizing right now that I'm not as active as I need to be in networking, but I kind of just let the things happen. Like when someone hits me up, then I go work on that or I wait till something, I wait till the right timing, you know, I don't try to like force it, you know what I mean? I don't like hit up everybody on my discord. I don't contact everybody on my Twitter. I don't email anybody all the time anymore. I just, I just, I just focus on creating something new and straight and, and something I can learn about like myself every day, or at least find some tool and some program I never messed with and try to break something and then capture that and then morph that into some piece to where I can, I can post it up. And I've, been doing this for years and some people don't get it and they're like what the hell what the hell is this it has no context there's no subject matter what is it so i had to like start painting sound waves into everything because i had noticed that the, the similar thread is these little intricate sound waves that i'm putting in all my paintings and it's like to me it's kind of answers the other question what you're asking because i just let the uh i just let like the things that happen dictate what i do which it's kind of like a blowing in the wind a little bit and i need some management i really need to focus but it's almost like that's that's how I stay creative and operate. It's like I do it to myself. I like I like I think I think I do it to myself to remain in this state of of chaoticness, and I, I somehow I I enjoy it. But so like I want to be successful, but I like the struggle. You know what I mean? It's like a weird psychological thing, which I need to like move past and you know appreciate you know things a little more, I guess, and just try to you know what I mean? Not be so down all the time because I usually down my own stuff sabotage my own work or like like every other artist does you know i just i just i think it's sometimes i think it's horrible it's worthless it's nothing and it's just like you know i keep going through the cycle in my head like i'm not doing anything you know what i mean i'm not good enough i'm not worth it and it just goes on and on and on so i, I use it i just this is a way for me to, to to prove to myself that i that i do have a purpose here you know what i mean and like whether it's interpreted you know correctly or not it's like it shows me like when i when i do something every day it shows me that i'm capable of of continuing you know yeah i um man that's uh that's that that like that it hits home (laughs) because i'm like because i because it's um yeah i i i i struggle with that like there's dozens of podcasts that i've recorded with people who people will never hear (laughs) because yeah yeah, there's just because i just don't i won't i won't bring myself to and it's like um and then and then you get involved in this like weird self-hate cycle because like you like you you hate yourself because you're a coward for not having the guts to like put yourself out there but like right but you're also you know like you're also i don't know there's like there's this like fear and hate at the same time and it's like and the and for me like the only i had this realization not not well 
I had this re- I had this realization I was like cuz I was cuz I was really I got really into unity for like 6 months and yeah. and I and I realized I was like man I'm really I'm really digging this but I but I had this weird I had this like moment where I had a flashback to my childhood I was I was 5 years old and I was I was I was I was taking a dump I was no, I was taking a two, number 2 on yeah. the toilet yeah and um and and I and I and I remember I remember getting up, walking towards the the, the wall, and writing my name with my butt with poop on the wall. <laughs> You're now that's an artist. <laughs> and I realized I look back and I'm like, oh, I was born to be a podcaster. This is like yeah, 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 yeah. You look back and I'm like, oh, this. May-. My mom got home and she just she didn't even <laughs> say anything. She was too shocked, too shocked to even say. She didn't. She wasn't even mad. She was just like, I. This is just too much for me. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That, that's so funny. That's so that you know. It's it's just I I think we're we're creative beasts by nature, man. All we want to do is is express ourselves, and man, like like I think it's such a relief when you when you do like have that nervous feeling when you're about to post something and you're like I don't know I don't know if people are gonna get this one. I think they yeah. might. It is what people you know. I mean, when all that all that anxiety builds up and then you just you just do it and then you realize so quickly that like it's not what you think no one's thinking what you thought it's all in your head no one's and even and even if they even if there are some even if there are critics and people that you know want to like tear it down and rip it all apart and try to figure it all out i think you know it's 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 different for everybody the fact that you were able to let it go and just be like all right like just just let it let it be i mean that really really helps out i mean and i only learned i learned that from a guy one of my other mentors who i who i would paint with and he um he was you know he would tell me like i would, I would paint them i would send him pictures of like you know these photorealistic things that are all right and i'd be all stressed out about it and he would he would send me work of john michelle basquiat and these other painters i would do abstract work and he's like look man these guys are are painters like they're painting from their autograph their soul they're painting from the seismograph of their body you know and i'm like i really resonated with that you know what i mean because i was like well how can a painting be wrong if it's if i'm painting it right like it's not wrong or right and the only only way i was able to get over the fear of posting something on social media and having it be wrong but be okay was by painting you know a wild ass picture and showing it to a stranger and be like what do you think about that and then listening to maybe two three hundred people's different interpretations and realizing that nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nobody gets it. And we're all here just like like in awe at our own universe. And I think, you know, once you start realizing that, you know, you can't really you can't really mess up when it comes to like making some art and po- posting it up and like getting some feedback. It always will grow you and that's why I started the virtual reality radio and like the first couple of shows are really scuffed. It still has audio problems, but I knew I know if I don't start the show then somebody else will start that show. See what I mean? Like I know if I'm thinking of it, somebody else is. So if as soon as you think of something, you have to write it down and immediately go into motion with that idea or else I feel like you thought of it and it kind of sends a signal up into like, you know, whatever, the stratosphere. Next thing you know, someone's floating around. They get the idea. Boop, comes right to them. And you had the idea, but you didn't do anything about it. You just had it and went to sleep. You know what I mean? But, because you have the idea that I think that means other people are also having the idea. So it's like a race. As soon as you get the idea, you got to move. And if you waste any time on that idea, it's just going to fizzle and get more and more blurry and more and more blurry and more and more blurry. So the only thing you can really do 
you know, is write the stuff down as it happens or use a recorder. And then when it does happen, have faith that whatever's happening or whatever your inspiration is, you shouldn't double guess it. Just let it, let it happen. And then when, once you, once you do the thing or the video or the piece or the artwork, observe it and look at it, you know what I mean? Then try to learn something from it, you know, hopefully, you know, it's not like there's two ways of doing it. You can do commercial art and try to sell a nice painting of somebody's portrait for a commission, right? That's a different approach. I'm talking about like self-exploration and like looking at our piece and being like, what does this say about me? Or, you know, or like, what, what am I learning from it? Or, you know what I mean? More of like a, a deeper, a deeper way of looking past the surface is just commercial value. You know what I mean? It's like, but I understand completely that that's a necessity and a balance, just like a yin yang. And my dude, uh, artist 3d particularly has some really good words about sales artists living off of living as an artist. I mean, he sold painted rocks for 25 years. He's such a genius. He pulled rocks out of the ground, painted them beautifully and was able to commercialize that. And he sold thousands of them. So I'm like mind blown at like how some artists can seemingly balance this, this existence of doing what they love and also have a product. Like my other friend sells decorative surfboards and they're amazing. And he dips them in resin and he makes surfboards all day and he's paid and he's got a house of his own. But he also does his other art. So it's like, you're right. From what you said earlier, there needs to be something that I can provide as a product or service for this world other than just being a, a manic artist that just paints anything in my vicinity. You know what I mean? Like, I got I to gotta get, get it together. But I think that's what, this, that's what VR Chat did for me. It helped me realize that, okay, we got unity. We got all these people. Organize it all. Let's do it. Let's make it. Schedule. Let's get it all together and, and, and go, you know? And hopefully... That'll be the that'll be the that'll be the wave. Let me tell you the big secret of VR chat that not many people are aware of. That if they knew, I feel like it would be a game changer. It would be a total game changer. VR chat is basically the petri dish on which you can work on your ideas. So, like before yeah. you release anything on Steam, before you release a standalone app, you release a pro- prototype in VR chat. And you see how people receive it. And, yeah. and, and what you're doing already is that you already have a prototype of something here. What I'm, what I'm realizing is like, I'm, I'm, I'm was trying to think, I was like, well, how, 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 because I'm a, an asshole capitalist bastard, I'm thinking like, how do <laughs> monetize this? Like, how, what is this the analog of? And I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, watching your, your YouTube videos, I was the, the one thing I kept thinking to myself, I was like, Fuck! I want to be a backup dancer. The whole time, <laughs> nice. the whole time nice. I was like, I want to be a bu- a fucking b- backup dancer. I want to be with Kermit the Frog right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting low, and I, and and you know what? Yeah. And I was like, and so and so and so. If I can connect that thought, I'm putting. I know I'm I'm connecting a lot of dots. It's because I'm high. Uh, if I <laughs> if I if I connect that dot to like the 75 billion valuation for TikTok, which is a video app where kids just lip sync. What I'm saying is right. that you have that version in virtual reality, the early, early version where you can have people like a, like a like one day it can be a standalone app where like people come in with all their friends and go reenact music videos with each other. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yo, you're in totally VR. right. I, I, I did think about it a lot of like what it would take to, 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 to go like full like just make an app of what I did. And I did actually take some of my maps and bring them into Unity 2018 and start tinkering with some of the Oculus kit. And I have I have my recording studio 
actually has some features that that runs standalone that doesn't run in VR chat. And um, I have a version of the studio that works. But here's what happens: is when you take it out of VR chat, you lose the networking, you lose the, all the all the all the security and the avatars, the IK system, and the ability to load in the avatars. Like you know what I mean? So this whole system that they have of like like you said, live iterative testing is so much more valuable than like sitting by myself working on nothing with no budget. Like I would love to make standalone apps. And I even reached out to a lot of the, you know, the grants and a lot of the companies that wanted to make apps for good. And I, I put up proposals and I reached out. I just didn't have quite the experience that I think people were looking for at the time, you know, so I didn't land anything, but um, yeah, I mean, eventually I really, I think that, I think that game companies should be making VR chat light versions of their games. Like I've seen it a few times with a couple of companies and a couple of game studios actually have worlds in there like game grumps and those other guys and um, a couple of other ones there's uh ron's brother uh squids in space he brought that into vr chats i've seen i'm seeing it more and more so i feel like you're right man like getting in there and then having 10 people come into a room give you immediate feedback especially when half of them are unity developers and people that like use unity a lot where it's like a morphing community and i think it might be actually driving a, a huge community for for Unity now, I mean, Unreal Engine. I gotta, I gotta give credit where it's due. I saw uh, at some motion conference. It was like Anime Motion, not an, uh, Animate uh, Unite. I think it was something Unite Unity. Mm-hmm. No, I forget which one it was, but it was one where this guy. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's the babies with full body tracking, where he has the iPhone 10 and he's tracking his face, and he's got this baby with like a, a gold chain on, and he's like rapping. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, wow. That was like the. That was the exact. Uh, competition of what I, what I was doing, you know what I mean? Like, if there's any competition, these guys, they're doing real real time face tracking with iPhone X's, and then they're rendering it in real time. The guy's got his own app. I wish I can get the name. I think it's called Baby Babylon, Babylon. You know, what I mean, just double check, Babylon, uh, Babylon VR. Uh, let me see, Stancing Baby. Sorry, sorry about that. No worries. It's um, can't find it. Anyways, these babies and they, they're like have tattoos and everything. And they're, it's this guy who came up with this whole real time system. So I, when I saw that, and then I saw them do the Star Wars thing live, like they basically uh, have um multiple computers set up, like five computers set up to do recording and the, the, the real time actors and people go in, they record the video tracks live, and then they can go back and then change the camera slightly or change one light and it's all in the program so the real the real future of, of this virtual filmmaking and all this stuff is going to be is going to be in dedicated standalone apps for video production i mean and, and there's guys that are that are honing in on it but what's cool about doing it in vr chat right now before all these other big conglomerates try to take the spaces we're actually creating a whole new ecosystem of entertainment which isn't the same model as it used to be like as a here take this app you know buy this app you know now it's like i don't know it's like there's being um it's two different approaches you know like you can use all the contents all the apps to make content and then produce content and be a content producer or you can like like you said like focus it all on one app and then put all make that app you know what i mean it's yeah because i think it's tricky you have the my thinking is like well you already have 
the traction here where like you have a community of people who are really likely to support you going forward in this in this in this in this um in putting together something like that i i i think yeah like if this is something that you're interested in we can perhaps i do like pro bono user acquisition consulting so like i won't charge you i'm not an asshole <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm saying this on the podcast i'm being really sleazy <laughs> sounds really weird <laughs> to even right. say this shit like but yeah, man, good, I man. honestly, I appreciate I, it. Man. I think I you're it. sitting on a gold mine, and I just think that, like, if I if I can perhaps throw some thoughts at you, like, I just that's it. That's I just, that's all I want to do. Throw some thoughts. Sure at Sure thing, man. On. Yo, 100. I'm totally all ears, man. And I'm 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 I just pulled out two games from like two years ago. I was working on these games before I did all this. I found some of these really weird games I made. It was a first person shooter, and then another game. Um, and yeah, so it's inspiring. Like I always wanted to make a game and, and, and finish a game and put one out. I made a couple, I never made it to the, to the store. I always thought it was going to be a simple little app. And I even have a couple of app ideas that, are, that have came out of doing all this that aren't necessarily exactly the same as what I'm doing, but there's, there are also tools for, for, you know, in the similar production area, but pr- production tools in general, I'm interested in making instruments, you know, I always wanted to make yeah. VR instruments and just tools that let people be creative in any way, man. That, people, we did the art galleries, and that was pretty good. And the thing is, we didn't move fast enough, and then all the big museums started doing art galleries. And now uh, I saw Shepard Fairies doing art galleries, and the out, art galleries that are getting the budgets are the ones that are looking. They're looking so high quality and pristine that they're trying to sell that like high quality, really pristine experience. And the art shows we did were kind of more like abstract, and there's paintings coming out of the walls, and it was VR chat style. So I was told to maybe go to all the museums and pitch that idea to all the museums, and I did. But what happened was they said since I didn't have any of the artists on contract that I basically wasn't a real museum. I was just like an idea, you know what I mean? So they, they didn't really respond because I, I couldn't get any of the paintings in my in my art museums in VRChat to be listed in any gallery networks. And I was since those paintings didn't have prices and it was such a new of a medium – they couldn't even be bought in the game. No one would even take the time to really cover it except a few of my friends who have blogs. You know what I mean? They covered it, but the majors didn't cover anything we did in the art realm because they didn't see any any money attached to it. So I think, yeah. you know, it does have to be monetized. It does have to show a, a, a vertical, like you're saying. It does have to show growth, and it it's, it's, tr- it's a tricky world, man. For someone like me, I'm definitely not going anywhere. Like, whatever the technology is, whatever industry and niche is going to be, I'm going to figure out a way. <laughs> to like make something cool in there i mean i i hope that's a good way to live my life <laughs> I, I love mean, that I don't <laughs> exactly that's that's and that's that's yeah that's exactly the way to think about it because like vr isn't going anywhere at all like it's not yeah. nope like you so you have to i think like um the the mentality that you are going in there to like work for like two or three years and then get acquired by a big company or sell the company and you know make your silicon valley dream like dude get over no that's not how it works like you gotta like rethink your like are you willing to put 10 20 years into this thing you know and and really grind because i feel like this is a an industry that require that is in its infancy and requires a lot of sacrifice i i and you know and one of the reasons why i'm so fascinated by the people who are like attracted to it and it it helps me sort of bring this podcast full circle in terms of like why the fuck am I doing this podcast? <laughs> because I, in hey. the end of the day, like, uh, you know, I, I, I've always been asking myself this question since the moment I started. It was like, when 20 years from now, people are going to wonder, like, what were they thinking? 
not yeah. just like not just like what they thought about the screen door effect or the you know, Oculus Quest versus the Fly Focus. No, more like what were their like motives and fears and aspirations yeah. and the, that sort of human universal side and and so what i'm trying to do now is or what i'm going what's going to happen now is 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 that in the year 2038 exactly 20 years from now you're going to get an email from me uh-huh, and it's nice. going to say hey <laughs> godfrey here's here's the message you sent to yourself 20 years into the future so that you oh, can so your, awesome. yourself answer that question you know what nice. were you thinking, Godfrey? Back in the back where you were at the <laughs> epicenter, at the bleeding edge of virtual reality. <laughs> oh man, that'd be so cool, man! I'm, I can't wait. I mean, it'll be interesting in twenty years if cause I'm trying to visualize it. It might be delivered. You know, how, I'm wondering what format it would come in. It might not come in no email. <laughs> it's going to come in a light beam, and it's going to be. <laughs> A little bit different, but you know, I hope I get that message, <laughs> man. Even if so it's awesome. by pigeon carrier, I'll send it. To you. <laughs> nice, yeah. Send me the messenger pigeon, yeah. Hell yeah, man, that's so cool. I mean, it's amazing. It's so it's it's like a, it, almost the metaphor of the leap of faith is is interesting there because you know we we got it, we didn't know about it, we took the leap of faith in there, and that's what it's kind of like. I would imagine being a developer. I know some successful ones, man. A couple, my guy Bay, Bay Ray, he did um. That one, uh, what was that app? I'm sorry, I'm just getting get drawn a blank. It's uh, Nanite Full Chrome. There's a, a VR comic book, and it got wow, awesome reviews, raves, like ransom reviews, and like it was it was such an awesome piece, man. I, I love I love his work, man. So I saw a couple of people that were able to make an app and put it on the store and go through that whole route. And I got them on Facebook, and all these guys. It's like a small community of developers. They're all on Facebook, and like. They're, it's it's strange, man. I, they're all everyone's connected on Twitter, Facebook. We all know each other. And me personally, I feel like the one weird guy who like doesn't have an actual like project he's working on. Like everyone else is like, selling something or has a big thing and they're trying to get money for something. And I'm the guy who's just like posting. <laughs> I'm doing an art piece in the morning and, and getting all weird. And I'm like just making everybody think like the opposite. And I'm I'm just just the disruptor. And I've been I don't know. I guess it's because I. Uh, I almost I didn't give up that people would like reach back to me, but I've I, back last ten years I've emailed so many people, Chris. It's, it's you get discouraged, man. Reaching out to the, like hundreds and thousands, like hundreds and hundreds of companies, and people don't take your music, they don't take your art, they don't really, you know, no one responds because they don't want to have a lawsuit or whatever the case may be, and they just don't respond to anything. You know what I mean? You get to the point where you feel like like just deleting yourself off of the internet and just saying just forget about all of it what's the point you know no one's answering me no one's no one's paying attention but then i realized like that is like the most self-destructive thing you can do and i've done it to myself i've deleted myself twice off the internet and had to rebuild two times because it's it's that stressful trying to to break out i guess you know what i mean but um it's not gonna happen again because now i've i've surrounded myself with supportive people and i built the whole thing around around like a better a better message you know back when i was younger doing beats for like rappers there was no message all i was trying to do was sell sell beats you know all i want to do is sell two beats three beats a week and i was happy you know but i had to like get out of that whole thing because it's it just wasn't really a message that resonates with with a wider audience you know what i mean i think that most people go through self-doubt in some form or another whether they admit it or not you know what i mean people can be the most confident in the world but like everybody you know, is a human being, right? And we're all we're all going through that. So I mean, it, it's just 
I feel like I'm I'm the example. Like, and if I if I can if I can somehow break out, you know what I mean? Then I could then I could show people that like you know it, it might take you 15 years or whatever you know to do this, but 20 years, but it it might not be what you thought it was. Like, you know, when you started off doing a, painting pictures, now we're doing virtual reality worlds, which I had no idea that that was like, gonna happen. It just kind of was right there in front of you. You just have to kind of get the message. Like, you know what I mean? It's all it just if you pay attention to subtle details and try to be an early adopter right when things come out that's like the one trick i guess i would say like right when something comes out if you can afford it or you can get access to the dev kit get it read the documentation it's like most stuff nowadays has like sdks with with not that much introduction you can get in and, and there's a lot of tools people are afraid of it because they don't want to like mess with the software and they're they're, they're they look at the the they don't want to learn another software. They don't want to take the time. But if you just spend like a week and just cram those tutorials and just, you know what I mean, just bury yourself in solitude for like a week or two and learn the thing you got to learn to put yourself just half a step ahead of anything is worth it. You know what I mean? So that's what VR Chat was like early on. It was like almost like a full step into the the the, war, the arena. You know what I mean? Now it's like, all right, what do you got? Show us what you got and now look at it now you got like ten thousand. now you have so many users probably more than that i don't even know some of the world's blow me away the guys in japan are blowing me away I, every day i see something on twitter i'm like wow they did that in vr chat it's 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 turned into a, a multi like multi-faceted organism it's crazy yeah and with that being said uh mr godfrey Meyer, I've conclusively concluded that you sir are a true scholar and gentleman of virtual reality and <laughs> I'd like sir. to I'd like to know how can people stay in touch and, and follow up with all the things you're doing and support your work. Yeah, man, sure thing. I got I got a Patreon. It's uh, Godfrey Meyer. I'm on Twitter. It's GM3Beats on Twitter. I stream at Twitch all the time. GM3D on Twitch, and I also post to YouTube all the time. And YouTube is YouTube.com/GM3DTwitch. Ironically, I did that so that when people go to my YouTube. They'll know I also am on Twitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> so that, gotta gotta get them where you can. No, that's not. You know, that's that's. It's confusing. I should Love fix it. it. But that's you know that's that's how you find me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I got a website, GodfreyMeyer.art, and that's where all my uh, art and stuff is, and sure. links to everything. Actually, you can get everything there. That'll be good. Awesome. I'll be sure to include all those links in the show notes. Um, Godfrey, I I think. I th- I don't think this will be the last time I have you on the podcast. Hopefully, I can get you back. This was really this was a really fun conversation. Of um, course, I would love to. I would love to, man. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. You, you know, no, thank you. This is awesome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I will see you hopefully on uh, VR Chat Radio as your backup dancer one of these days. Oh, anytime, man. You're more than welcome, man. You're more than welcome. We're doing. We're actually going to be doing one later, at like ten Eastern. So it's going to be. Two uh, two songs, easy one. If you're running around, jump in. Uh, but yeah, I'll I'll friend you on there. We'll link up. We'll make sure we're all hooked up, and we'll we'll do it, man. We'll have fun. Oh yes, I'm yeah. in. <laughs> okay, cool. all right. Yeah. I'm gonna end the call, and we'll uh, we'll get started, or we'll we'll cool. move we'll move into the other part yes. of the podcast where, yes, we uh, off the record. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Cool. Right, Thank cool. you so much. Man. Yep.